the mistake in modern Christianity is thinking that we have to have the answers or that we have to give people the answers. It's okay if you don't know. Sometimes the best answer for people is, oh, I don't know. I'm figuring it out though. And just sitting there in that place, like we don't need to have an absolute answer if we're working it out on our own. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. My name is Ethan. And my name is Derry. And welcome back everybody. Um, if you haven't, check us out on all the social medias that we have. We have all of them, pretty much. Go leave us reviews, rate us, hopefully five stars. And let us know what you want to hear next time on the podcast. We always hear, love to hear your uh, your engagement, all your ideas, your questions. So let us know. Let us know what you thought of this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's jump into it. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking to you guys about how to find good, healthy Christian community. And joining us in this conversation, um, we have our guest, Hunter Hughes. Um, if you guys, you get, some of you very well might follow him on Instagram. He has a really cool art account where he mm-hmm. has some beautiful art that he's created um, along with that, he is involved with ESPN right now. He works with ESPN. But formerly, he was in full-time ministry, transitioned out of ministry, and has walked the road of going from high Christian community all around him all the time in the ministry world to not in the ministry world world and having to be very intentional and in seeking out Christian community. So he joins us today to talk about that very topic. So is there anything else that we missed that you want to cover? No, that's pretty good. Great to see you guys. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> it's very early for us here in local time, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So give us a little um, history of what it was like and you were in full-time ministry, you transitioned out, mm-hmm. and then you actually ended up going to university from there. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was a little bit easier. But, um, yeah, what was that like? And what was your journey to finding and uh, being intentional about seeking Christian community? Yeah, awesome. Uh, I came out here and I did my GTS with uh, with YWAM Honolulu back in 2010 and was on staff here for about three years. And in that process, um, met some really cool people. It's almost like community took me out of full-time ministry, if you will. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a Bible study that ran on Wednesday nights. We would surf and skate together throughout the week and then would feed the homeless on the weekends. And it was our attempt at living out the Acts version of church. And uh, really, really fun. Deep wells of friendship and community. And we loved Jesus and loved each other. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of times, you know, our joke here at YWAM is we got to get people out of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um for me, that was my crew that got me out of the bubble. Mm-hmm. And so um, just other you know, life things happen at that point where um, your, your mom and dad will only let you, in their words, goof around in Hawaii you know, for so long. I needed to go to uh, University of Hawaii and try to pursue a degree at that point. And so um, that was the next step and went to UH and... Um, God opened a lot of really fun doors over there. Um, like, I walked on the University of Hawaii football team, didn't play in high school. Um, hmm. Wow. He completely opened that door. Wow. Um, and uh, Did you play any sports in high school? I played baseball, basketball, and golf. Okay. Um, wow. So, I, I'm very much an, ath- an athlete, but to walk on at quarterback for a Division One university yeah. is next to not heard of. Yeah. Right. Um, so... You know, and during that time at UH, I looked at that as being on mission, even though I may not have been in full-time ministry during that time. That was um, very much my focus, was I wanted to be a salt and light in that locker room, and I wanted to bring the kingdom come, your will be done in that locker room as it is in heaven. So, um, yeah, that was kind of my my journey with uh, out of YWAM, and then... Um, you know, if I look back on my journey too, even though I may not have had a specific quote-unquote role at a church, I still believe in serving. I still believe in offering a helping hand. Um, strong guys out there, he should uh, carry the, the chairs and stack <laughs> them up in the back. Yeah, it goes a long way. Um, but uh, yeah, I think no matter where you're at, you should still be serving. And mm-hmm. it's... Um, you don't go to church to be fed. You go to be loved and to, you know, 
get sharpened by other like-minded, like loving people mm-hmm. where we're being like Jesus together. You know what I mean? So my, my mom and dad uh, were church planters. And so I've all, I've just been raised in that kind of a mindset of we are the church. It, we don't go to church to make, you know, to make it happen. I guess this is just who we are. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I thought of that just right off the bat with, um, in seeking community, in being in church, even though you don't have a role, doesn't mean you can't be him wherever you're at. So, right, mm-hmm. absolutely. How did you start to create that community while you were still in YWAM yeah. in this bubble? How did you uh, break out of that and start to create, you know, like the the surf skate uh, community? Yeah. Uh, well, thankfully it already existed, so I got I got kind of lucky where I just uh, uh, occasionally we have worshipers and people in uh, worship circles that come up to YWAM and, and play worship and so I met a couple of those guys and they invited me to this Bible study called Surf Skate Surrender. Hmm. Um, for me, it was just kind of following uh, curiosity and was looking for active, like-hearted, like fun people hmm. and um, it just kind of worked itself out like that. Hmm. So. I think in, if I was to look at myself across the table, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I'd encourage him to uh, just stay curious Mm. and seek out friends that you would be doing fun stuff with, Mm. that you already have intrigue, that, you know, they they played sports, they were outside, they were active. Mm. That's something that I naturally am doing already. Mm. So... I, I love that the gospel can meet us even in the places where we're naturally bent to. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so intentionality played a really big role in you being able to find that community, yeah? It, you know, at the beginning, the, I kind of stumbled into them, on, you know, inviting me there, but then mm-hmm. staying on top, staying active, like, it, it's on you if you want to be... Um, known in the community and, and present mm-hmm. you, you have control over being present and uh, how much you give yourself to something so yeah I guess I, I would I could take ownership with that mm-hmm. um, but then I, I also attribute it all to the, the grace of the Lord for mm-hmm. that season and bringing those people into my life because mm-hmm. that, that happened without my um, without my involvement in it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah and so you had just you just said you were intentional. You were like making sure you were pursuing it, and I think that's something that I've heard people kind of maybe miss before in community living or different ways they might blame the community. Like I went to a new church and no one reached out to me, so I didn't go back. And so yeah, it, when it comes to finding community, how much is on the community to reach out to newcomers or like maybe friend groups to see someone go after the one. And how much is it actually on the individual to pursue their own community? Hmm. What are your thoughts on that? That's a great question. Hmm. You're uh, cracking open a big can of worms right there. Um, So I think it all goes back to kind of how you're wired and how you're shaped by the Lord and how you interact with Him. I have never succumb to the idea of if I go to a church and they're quote unquote unloving or a you know a small group something like that mm-hmm. that uh, even if there's a a weird vibe like I want to win them over that's just the wow. way that I'm I'm wired mm-hmm. um, even though I'm new I won't be new next week mm-hmm. um, I've always I think people I I'm an extrovert mm-hmm. and so I, I don't have issue making new friends. Mm -hmm. I feel like we can talk about just about anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I'm just looking at the triple S, which was the acronym for that Bible study surf skate surrender I was talking about. If I'm looking at triple S right now, it was a bunch of cute girls were there. Doesn't go wrong. (laughs) Um, People loved uh, athletics and sports mm-hmm. and being outside and it was just a fun crew of people mm-hmm. so like those three things 
got me there and kept me there, even if I wasn't naturally clicking with everybody. Interesting. Like the the why behind why I was there um, kept me there. You know what I mean? That might. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of someone who maybe would look to the community as they need to serve me. Mm-hmm. I I think like what can I do to be a part of this? What can I do to mm-hmm. serve them? And yeah. so um, I immediately, you know, I come from mom and dad being in full-time ministry. So I already have that kind of an understanding of what, what does it take to make something like this possible? And so I immediately can go to the leader at the time, his name was JJ and be like, Hey bro, do you need help with anything? Like, uh, can I help stack chairs? Like they were pouring it to me. I wanted to give back at the Mm -hmm. same time. Um, and so, I mean, that's very much a part of the gospel, you know, um, we love because he first loved us. You know, it's this kind of dance that we do with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really good question, though. I've been around so many people that have tried to find community, and then they um, will will say that you know it's they're not quite my my vibe, and they're not quite loving me in this season, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there could be a lot that goes mm-hmm. into that. Each situation is a million times different from, from the next. Um, right. But uh, I do think the heart at which you go into it plays a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, this idea that, oh, the community should serve me, they should go after me, is reflective of a deeper thing in culture, which seems to be this consumer, consumer mindset Christian, of totally. like, yeah, and like, oh, wherever I go, people should be, like, I'm important, yeah. you know? And it's kind of hard to tell someone in the moment when they're sad that oh, people aren't pursuing me in community that, well, you should be the one pursuing, like, I've had those types of conversations before, like, someone's like, well, like, no one invited me out on the weekends, and I'm like, did you message anybody, you mm-hmm. know? And this idea that, like, we, like, oh, I'm, it's, it's bad, like, so sad for me no one messaged me is reflective of like this, the victim mindset we have in our culture of like if something doesn't happen to me the way I want it to happen to me then it can't be me at fault like that's, right. <laughs> that's impossible totally. you so know and I think it's something that we need to hear that hey no one's going to to live your life for you and no one's going to seek out community for you now as Christians we do a part to play in reaching out and being intentional and being sure. compassionate and I think the, the corporate group does have some amount of responsibility. Absolutely. But to, yeah, it, it's more on individuals, especially when you come to a certain point in maturity in Christ. It's like, all right, dude, like Paul's like, hey, you got to be eating meat now. You know, you can't be yeah. on milk, you know. And so I think that can translate in a lot of different ways. And part of it is like, you can't always be like, so sad victim me. Like, go text someone, hang out with someone. Now, mm-hmm. people, some people are introverts and they're like, I like being alone. Please. It's almost the same conversation of uh, when you're waiting on the Lord for a job, mm. a spouse. Mm. Um, you're not just sitting over twiddling your thumbs, right? You want to be proactive. You, you have you have uh, a part to play in this as yeah. well. Of hey, are you are you getting out there? Are you are you taking shots? Mm-hmm. Are you um, doing what you can do? Um, and then letting the grace and the glory of the Lord follow the, those actions. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm right there with you, man. And I've never, um, I've always kind of maybe been able to smell consumer Christianity because of, of being on the other side with my mom and dad in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. Growing up in that environment, you could see the church hoppers you could see the people that were there um to consume for what it had to offer hmm. um and then you could tell the ones that were there to serve and mm-hmm. were there to be a part of this and were authentic yeah yeah, yeah. it seems yeah. a lot like there's an aspect of perseverance as well like you could definitely go to a place and be serving but the community could just not accept you naturally and it could either take a long time or it could take you trying like multiple instances of churches but either way it takes a lot of perseverance where i think a lot of people might give up after the first like couple tries Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like they go somewhere they're not accepted or there isn't someone actively like pursuing them 
and maybe they're not the best at pursuing or they don't know what avenue to pursue in service or in trying to find people. Maybe they're an introvert and it's harder for them to connect that way and they can totally. feel lost and like they can't connect. And I think a lot of it is perseverance. Yeah, that's a really good point. Do you have any thoughts on that? I couldn't agree anymore. And I think people are more naturally inclined to be perseverant mm -hmm. than maybe others. Mm -hmm. um, also, life is hard. Yeah. If you do any life with people for a certain amount of time and you hear their stories and you hear what they've been through. Um, you know, I had a great childhood. Um, very involved dad mm -hmm. from my entire life coached me in a lot of things and um, I attribute my perseverant heart in everything in life really back to my dad and sports. Mm -hmm. um, getting very comfortable pushing Mm -hmm. past comfort um, both physically mentally spiritually that everything I can point back to kind of being raised in that sort of no we're, we're gonna work hard and we're gonna grind mm -hmm. till we get this right mm -hmm. um, and if you want something and you are goal-oriented about it mm -hmm. you put the steps and the, the work to make that happen mm -hmm. um, now everybody's story is not like that yeah um, in in my in my world, those were the building blocks that made a lot of my success possible. Mm -hmm. A lot of people weren't fortunate enough to get that. So, yeah, there's um, it, it's. I want to be very careful not to generalize um, too much because mm -hmm. everybody's story is unique. And yeah, mm -hmm. um, it's it. Some people have had to persevere through much more than I ever have. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's also I think different context for perseverance that we don't understand sometimes like sure. it can be hard for us if we've never tried if we never had to persevere um, for like a long period of time in a social aspect where someone can be really good at um, vocationally persevering right they've had the same job maybe they had terrible bosses or they worked really hard to work up the ladder or whatever it is they're just a hard worker but it's not something that they're used to contextualizing into ministry, or sorry, into community. Mm. And so it's not that they don't have the context for it, and even thinking like, I have to use perseverance in this aspect, like it didn't work out at this one church or this one event that we were like focused around to try to find community, and then there's sort of a, I didn't know I was supposed to persevere in this way. I'm used sure. to it in their, in their lives. Maybe I'm not a lazy person, um, but they're just not used to it in that context. Yeah, you know, and looking back at that, that, group that I was a part of, Triple S, it was, for the most part, they were of a like culture that I wanted to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, not just like friend group doing fun stuff, but they loved Jesus and were hungry to see um, a gospel of power. Mm -hmm. And at that time, whenever I was on staff with YWAM, that was first couple of years of me experiencing that mm -hmm. in my life. And I was hungry to see if what we read in Acts could be possible. Mm. Um, when we prayed in Jesus' name, did something happen? Mm. You know, it was a very um, just fun, e explorative time of my life. And yeah. there were some people that were hungry for it too. Yeah. So um, I think you have to answer those questions of the community that you want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And um, are you willing to fight and kick to mm -hmm. to be a part of it one and then two to like stick with them mm. right yeah mm. right yeah that's really good and another thing like with the perseverance thing that makes a lot of sense with like you'll go to one church and they'll have a culture that might not naturally fit your niche totally. and so you might have to look around at different um, ministries or different churches different young adult groups what what have you to find the culture that that you feel most comfortable in. and I don't that's not a bad thing in, in any regard you know like I enjoy playing sports but I'm not like an insane athlete and I'm not someone who like is super passionate about being an insane athlete mm. so I could go to I would probably go to if I was going to go to Triple S it'd probably be just for community and totally. being around yeah. but as soon as you guys are skating and surfing I'm like I'm out. I'm not doing either sure you know I'll hang out. I'm an expert too but then even that there were we had, you know, plenty of photographer guys there. Um, uh, it was kind of back in the early 2010s when, like, hipster, you know, mm -hmm. coffee scene was really big. And mm -hmm. uh, 
So it was kind of this interesting flux of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't skate at all. Yeah. Um, I would go to the skate park and throw footballs at them while they were skating around <laughs> and they'd, they'd try to catch it, um, which was hilarious. That's awesome. Um, and honestly, I'm not built for surfing either. Um, I broke my leg third day of my DTS Whoa. down in Waikiki on a surfboard. Um, and so I can surf. The Lord made me for the land. <laughs> the Lord definitely made me for the land. So, um, yeah, like that. That's a that's a great point. Uh, in looking back, those things I actually didn't naturally do, um, but they were so fun, and I just I wanted to kick it with those people. Yeah, um, yeah that 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 was what what kind of kept me there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when people are looking for community and healthy community, what are attributes of a healthy community that you would advise someone, hey, like you want to find people who are like this, A, B, C? Sure. Yeah. So what does what, what healthy community look like? Yeah. You know, I've, I've had that conversation with people where they're like, oh, you know, I don't have it here. I don't have it there. I'm kind of searching right now. I see that. And, you know, I'm 31 now. I've done enough life with people that and life with myself that's usually telling that you need to get right with the Lord Hmm. I would say you get back with him in the secret place get back reacquainted with your identity in in him Mm -hmm. and you'll start to um, find like-hearted people around you that want to come around you Mm -hmm. because we're living in his world you know, he designed this for us to be in community. He designed us for relationship. Um, and I think, you know, it says in, in scripture, uh, the pure at heart will see God. And if you are pure hearted, um, truthfully trying to live out your, your calling to the best that you understand it, your, um, yeah, uh, be love wherever you're at he'll i think he'll be faithful to to come along and and bring that community around you Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot more that he wants to do than us having to make it happen Mm. i i think we i think that's the the type of father and the type of god that we serve um he's just that good and just that loving and really does care about those um and community is a huge deal in our lives yeah um, so I, I think he's much more, um, active in that work there than we give him credit for. Does that make sense? Like pursuing mm-hmm. your own walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think those other things will iron themselves we'll out. Just, they'll fall into place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I mean, there, there's merit to that because as you seek God and you are pursuing him in deeper ways, your life starts to change. So the people, like I remember when I stopped smoking weed. I stopped hanging out with my friends who smoked weed. Exactly. Not because I was like, I didn't make the decision. Like, I'm never hanging out with you. Totally. I just didn't want to smoke weed. And so I was like, they're like, you want to smoke? And I was like, no. And then, like, I told them, too. I'm, like, I'm a Christian now. This, this, this. That's right. And that's when they stopped texting me. But, right. you know, other. but then, like, you leave that and uh, you find the people who are aligned with Scripture. You are. You find the people who do, mm. like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You... All the time I hear this kind of statement, whether from people who are leaving high school or especially leaving college, yeah. and they're losing a lot of their community, right? And we have mm-hmm. that a lot of people leaving YWAM um, after being on staff or being in a DTS or something. Uh, everybody can kind of experience at some point in their life a loss of community and having to rebuild it. Yeah. Um, and not every time, but most of the time, I'd say I would hear this from people. I'd text them after you know, six months of being in that new city or, or whatever it is. And I'd be like, oh, how's it going? And be like, oh, it's kind of slow or whatever. And they would be, I'd be like, well, have you found like a, a community or like friends to hang out with or like a church? And like, no, I haven't really found anybody. And I'd be like, oh, like, like why? And they would, most of the time, like if they were like following the Lord strongly and like in that secret place that you're talking about, yeah. they would just say, well, there's not really anyone like around here That's like right. that. Um, and so how People would equate it to like we don't have triple S yeah. in Dayton, Ohio yeah, right. or something like I had those same conversations with people. Yeah. So how would you answer that? Um, but also kind of a, a second question, how much is it on us to create those kinds of people in the community around us by being that light 
to even like more Christians that don't have that secret place. Yeah, you know, this maybe goes a little bit more into like um, self-help, like leadership kind of um, uh, kind of topics. But I really like. I'm sure you guys have heard it. You are the five people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if the Lord called you to move, to go to a different city, to move home, um, I think there are people there to come around you, uh, to to shape you, to mold you. You do life together, iron sharpening iron. Um, Now, though Triple S was a really fun environment, there were a couple people in there that I wanted to be like. Mm. Um, JJ embodied love unlike anybody I'd ever seen before. Mm. Um, the way that he could um, rally people together. Um, we, we, I mean, we were poor college kids, but pulled together what we could, went down uh, the Poly Safeway. Mm. Um, for those listening at home, it's, it's a Hawaii thing. You may not get it. But, <laughs> um, and uh, we took a folding table just like this and made like 200 PB&J sandwiches um, just with what we could scrap together and then went out there and literally fed the homeless from from our piggy banks. Um, And so it just seemed so simple and the willingness to go and do it. And um, for me, being a part of way too many, too much church, way too much ministry from the moment I could breathe, with my mom and dad in in ministry, it was refreshing to see somebody live out an authentic gospel. Yeah, um, and I wanted to be like it, and so I did whatever I could to be around that guy because I wanted I wanted to live like him. Mm-hmm. So when I think about I mean, like our our fictitious friend in Dayton, Ohio, I would ask him like, "Hey, what's the Lord calling you to in your life?" Not not what's he calling you to in Dayton, but like let's talk big picture mm-hmm. and let's work back from there of what type of man are you are you um trying to become? Like how's your fitness? Um I believe that we're all called not at extreme measures, but we do need to be physically healthy. Mm-hmm. Um sure. and so um that has a huge say on how we are physically and spiritually. Um I think there's a huge tie there and even biblically too. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be asking him those questions. I'd be asking him like, who are you reading right now? What are like some goals you have in mind? And then start to troubleshoot from there of, um, are, are you a part of a church? Like, let's look at even some big name churches around mm-hmm. that area. Cause they only got big because of a charismatic leader there mm-hmm. and he might take your call. And it might just be a good person to, to know. You know what I mean? I'm literally just shooting from the hip here. Mm-hmm. But that would be some things that I would, I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of be proactive about it, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people have told me, too, like the same thing. Like, oh, there's not a lot of community here. We don't like the churches. X, Y, Z. And It might look different. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. But like you know, Hawaii, from a cultural standpoint, it takes some years. You guys know years of time to get used to how things work out here. Mm -hmm. If you come with the playbook, I'm from Lake Zurich, Illinois. Um, Shout out to the Bears jersey. (laughs) Um, You need to throw out that playbook of what what worked when you were were younger. Um, Mm -hmm. But then all sorts of new fun stuff comes with there's so many different cultures here than white suburbia that I grew up in, Mm -hmm. um, the stories you hear from people, the, uh, the natural environment is totally different than, Mm -hmm. than that too. So that's part of, I, you know, being shapeable and being teachable in the process. I think YWAMers are already kind of naturally bent towards that where we're ready to go at a moment's notice. Uh, we're well familiar with that, that phrase outreach mode, even Mm -hmm. if, we don't want to eat it. We're going to eat it for the sake of the gospel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, not everybody's inclined to be um, flexible, mm-hmm. especially yeah. today. And that, what's super interesting about that is there's, like, so much of what you said we could unpack and have, like, so many hours of content on them. Mm-hmm. Just, like, the presuppositions people come with and expectations for community. 
you know, like you kind of touched on that when you move somewhere, it takes years to get used to it. Yeah. And like with our training in the world we're in, we hear this all the time. And so it's not like surprising to us, but for people of no context, if they move to a whole new city, they don't have the training that tells them, hey, it takes six months to feel normal at a new job. Mm-hmm. Like studies, it takes two to three years to feel like a new place you moved in with is home. home. And, it's, and you're not really going to truly like probably feel at rest maybe for like four or so years. Mm-hmm. And so people move to a new city and expect to be just like, you know, how they grew up. And like take the white suburbia, for example, maybe you grew up in the Midwest and you moved to a predominantly white area in Texas and you're expecting it to be the same because the people around you look the same. But that's the South. That's a whole other culture that's totally different, you know. Totally. And so if people don't have that understanding going in like, okay, I just got here. It'll take a long time for me to be like feeling at home and at peace at rest if you have that understanding like it will take that long then when you come into like oh i can't it's hard to find a community of like yeah of course it is and i don't know what it's like here but that also puts you in a position to be teachable and to ask the people in that culture hey what do you what is the normal thing and, and when you engage people in those conversations come like learning hard yeah especially in honolulu right you talk Have to anyone to. in hawaii you talk about like hey what did, what do people do here like what how should i as a as a newcomer like come into the island and, and respect the culture, you will get respect from a lot of people because you're saying, hey, totally. how do I respect the land? And well, that's a huge part of the culture. It's literally a turnoff with local um, pure Hawaiian people. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a listen first, speak second culture, um, which is not the stereotypical American white way of going about things. They usually speak first and tell you that they know it better. Um, so if you come with a humble and loving heart, um, you can have a lot of success over here and a lot of quick friends because again, the, the pure heart shall see God. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I believe he goes before you if you are, um, pursuing the right things. And again, it all, for me, it all goes back to who am I trying to become and how is my walk with the Lord? Am I close with him? Mm. being step in step because th- there is an element of obedience in our walks with him as much as there is risk taking and just going for it th- there's kind of this ebb and flow that you have to learn li- like a dance mm-hmm. in some ways so um, yeah mm-hmm. wow for yeah. people that maybe are I know I've had a few friends struggle mm-hmm. with this for people who maybe move to a new city they feel convicted I should go to this certain church mm-hmm. but there's uh, maybe knowing their age at that church or knowing that they uh, that wants to be in like their community that they want to create or be a part of the community mm-hmm. um, how much is the church body as a whole in that area responsible for coming together across denominational lines or whatever um, of being that community like in that city you know what I mean because I have a lot of friends who they're maybe a part of a certain denomination and there's a lot of cool people that would be in a great community with them at the church next door. Uh-huh. But they're at this like one church. You think, leave that church, go to a different one, stay at that church, try to gain that community through some kind of group, or is there maybe another activity they can center their community around that's outside of the church in general? What do you think is like the best, hmm. best fit? And maybe it's situational and different. But Yeah, uh, I, I definitely think it's situational. Uh, I've talked about a couple of times today, just the importance of getting back to what the Lord's speaking to you Mm. and your secret place. Uh, There are certain foundations to the Christian life, like being able to hear his voice. They're so stinking foundational um, that if you don't have those things to walk with, it's going to be very difficult to figure out what to do and just find a direction in, in this life. Like yeah. to me, I, I attribute, I mean, that, that, that's my compass, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that literally is my compass where I mm-hmm. seek him for direction and I'm trying to be surrendered to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of chalk it up to, Hey, he spoke, I'm going to trust what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's this church or that church, I may not particularly mess with this person, but hey, I died a long time ago. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I laid my life down for him. 
and he's worth it. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think if you lined up a thousand people, you'd get a thousand different answers for that one. Mm. But, uh, for me at the end of the day, it's, it's what, what did he say? Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's great. Yeah, it seems like from our conversation that a lot of what it means to find good community and find a healthy community starts with just surrendering and making sure you're right with the Lord first. And then and then naturally things will progress and trusting him through that surrender mm-hmm. where like maybe someone does surrender like, all right, I'll go to this church where I'm the only young person. And then they'll pr- most likely get asked to do a lot of volunteering because... Well, you're young. You might know how to run the sound equipment. You know, you might run do this, and it's like, yeah. And you reach that on the high shelf. Yeah, right. Literally, the old church that I'm at right now, they need help with like turning the blinds. <laughs> they can't reach it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. But the thing is, like, we have no idea what that setup could look like in three years. Mm. You know, and so yeah, I think it does come down to trusting God and and just following his direction, you know, and, and if people are looking like maybe someone just became a Christian, a new convert, or just went to college in a new city, mm. I think they should almost like, um, Gary V talks about this as far as like trying to start our own business. He's like, you should just, you should just try a bunch of different things and see what sticks to the wall. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just try a bunch of things and see what happens. That's right. And so it could be that if you enter that. a new city, a new college, or even if you're not in college, but you're next to a college town, just find, if you're like really like starving for community, just find every ministry that's possible for you to go to yeah. and try them out. And it's gonna be, like you said, it's gonna take perseverance. It's gonna mm-hmm. take a lot, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take energy. You're also gonna have probably a job on top of that and mm-hmm. your house to take care of. So it might take a year to get to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you might find it at month six. Patience, yeah. You totally. know? Yeah, we, we talked about that earlier about um, staying curious mm-hmm. and just kind of uh, going from here to there. You know, I, I look back at, uh, um, you know, after Triple S, the next community that I was a part of was this church out here called Imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I remember it. We used to, to, come we used to load, you up. load your truck down and they, they, wait they, so much weight on the They'd jump in the back of my truck. Uh, I... Luke Miller, very close family friend of mine, was in his DTS wow. and uh, come pick them up. And we had like 20 YWMers in the back of my truck at one point, literally riding it, it was down mad. on top of the tire. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was like breaking the axle. It was so funny. Um, where at first it was just me, Luke, and, and Ethan. Wow. <laughs> but uh, anything, if you know anything about YWMers, they will multiply. So, uh, <laughs> it's almost um, like we're, we're, I got too much. We're like, man, this is... Not half the church is why. Yeah. Well, we gotta find a new church. Not the cool church anymore <laughs> that only 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 us go to. But um, you know, that um it was a very progressive church at the time. Um and if I look at my my whole life with God, that chunk of time at Imagine was kind of interesting because they I mean you were there too, so you can speak a little bit to this where um, they didn't really preach the gospel. I'll just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, they sometimes sang. Um, they have Josh Garrels, I think, they, for worship. They, oh, it was uh, Leon Bridges. Bro. River. That's they did yeah, River. They did Leon River, Bridges. and before then they did Rihanna. Wow, really? Yes. So it ruffled a lot of feathers out here. <laughs> yeah, ruffled a lot of feathers. Great aesthetic, though. I'll give them See, that. That, that and beautiful for me, aesthetic for me. As an artist, um, and my dad was a preacher, and I've been around enough church and preachers to kill a horse. He could he could communicate. Hmm. Beautiful wordsmith. It was almost like watching poetry up there. The way that he wow. conducted his sermons, and it wasn't necessarily like earth shattering and you know impact. I would say, but. I loved listening to it. And mm-hmm. so that curiosity at that time, in hindsight, you know, if I would be overly judgmental of myself, would say, like, you should have been, like, doing something different. But that's where the, you know, curiosity took me and learned a whole new side of 
God that I probably would not have gotten in standard evangelical church with um, being contemplative and being present, um, accepting my my faults and imperfections. I, I struggle with perfectionism. Mm. Um, learning about things like the Enneagram, which is like personality type mm -hmm. um, mixed in with your walk with the Lord. Um, and community that I normally wasn't around. You know, we had a lot of um, people from different lifestyles like, like homosexuality, the LGBTQ community was mm -hmm. attending Imagine. It was a very gay, friendly church. Mm -hmm. um, for me as, you know, an athlete and from a privileged uh, area of the country, you're not around that a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, and so at that time, it's very good to rub elbows with people and hear stories mm -hmm. and um, I just I have an appreciation and a love for people and their journeys because of that time where mm -hmm. it was so different from YWAM laying hands on people and mm -hmm. we're, we're at University of Hawaii and we're a part of this uh, um, Bible study called Surfskate Surrender and then Imagine looked totally different right. than that. Um, and so that, that, that's part of it, um, but I, I look at that time as being very foundational in my, in my walk with the Lord mm -hmm. in a way I wasn't, I wouldn't have probably expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I didn't know what progressive Christianity was at the time. Like Me I, it, My first, Me so that same, that same year you met me was the first time I also found out there's Christians who believe women couldn't speak in church. Or like teach, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. So we went to this like, yeah, this church, and I saw this beautiful aesthetic, and I was like, "This is probably the coolest church I've been in. This feels like a hipster coffee shop." And totally. you know, <laughs> it was, was a cool vibe. It was awesome. It was a cool vibe. And I, it's interesting because I always have an interest in that type of uh, demographic, but I have like a blue collar background, and I'm not artsy at all. So like, I don't really fit in, but I like appreciate it so much that I'd be around and just like, "This is nice. I appreciate this." And I'm like. But I'm so different than you guys. But I think that staying curious thing that you're getting at is is really helpful because when you're curious, you can be open-minded. If you're open-minded, you don't have to agree with mm -hmm. everything. And I think people think that if you're open-minded, then you have to agree and affirm whatever someone's saying. Mm -hmm. And that's not true at all. You know, you can be open-minded and be like, hey, I hear what you're saying. I disagree. Yeah. You know, we have these conversations when we share our faith all the time, you know, but... Yeah, being curious and open-minded allows you to then step out and and meet people and go to these things and engage in conversations. Yeah. And then you just gain a wider horizon of understanding and empathy for people in a way. And you don't have to agree with them. You know, like I was at a coffee shop one time and I was talking to the barista and then I thought she had an accent. So I asked if she had an accent and she's like, no, I'm from Canada. And we just started talking. found out she was a pastor's kid. I had just told her I got back from a mission trip. She invited me to her like church outreach mm. program, and all they all they would do is they would just make pancakes on Friday night and hand them out for free until one in the morning, and because wow. they were in a in a university town, so all the kids going to college who did all the kids who didn't want to go to parties or were transitioning nice. from one house to another for the parties would stop by and get pancakes. And we'd like Perfect. share the gospel with like hundreds of people. Frederick would do the same thing in his dorm room. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, mm. that's super good. I, but I want to touch on what you were just talking about of it's okay if you disagree with people. I think that is humongous and um, it, it's okay um, to disagree with someone and it's okay to have your theology kind of wrecked a little bit. You know, in that time, I really enjoyed learning from uh, that pastor. His name was Kevin, um, because his views on stuff was very different. And um, I mean, people even pulled me aside, knew me for a long time, were like, "Hey, this is like kind of culty, bro. Like, you need to be careful here." And in hindsight, they might have even been right. The church is no longer, you know, existing. And, um, it ended very poorly. <laughs> well, usually um, charismatic speakers who are good at crafting yeah. their words, mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, well, they're that way because they're totally. trying to get people in. Yeah, and, you know, there's yeah. there's biblical things that are, are just 
good to you know align yourself with yeah. with having eldership and having some checks and balances in you know the church structure which they did not have mm. um don't want to talk you guys ear off about that <laughs> but uh i do think in you know when you're talking about finding community maybe people are in a new season of life transition um i'm thinking again of our fictitious friend in dayton ohio um it might be a time where the Lord is shaping you a little bit, changing your mind on some things. Mm-hmm. And just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's not from Him. Mm-hmm. You know? How many times in Scripture did the Lord call people into very uncomfortable situations? Yeah. Um, and I think that's another crutch of our culture, mm-hmm. especially in the West, is, yeah. is it easy? Is it quick? Is it comfortable? It's not always in alignment with the way of Jesus. Right, right. He might be calling you into something very difficult. Yeah, and something that's super, like, cool, I guess you could say cool, uh, interesting that I find that I was thinking about earlier this week, is that the Bible says those who desire to live godly will suffer. And so I'm always like, where do we get this idea that it's supposed to be comfy? You know, and, and our suffering is kind of like, little s oh, dude. you know suffering but for people who haven't suffered extreme things that little s suffering feels like a big yeah. s suffering and you don't want to totally. like invalidate that but it's like what if the suffering God puts you through is just maybe two years of wandering to find a community and then yeah there's character formation there there's character mm-hmm. development and another thing is I think just recognize that like you have a lot of life ahead of you you know maybe you're 20 22 20 even 24 and you're like oh no like i should be getting my life ready i should do that and i'm like no dude you got like like what gary v was saying, I was just like get your yeah. hands dirty yeah get, get out there and try some stuff well gary v also says that he, he tells people who are like 40 and they're wanting to do a career shift he's like hey don't worry about like how old you already are he's like look at how many years you have left mm-hmm. and when i started i started thinking that way too i'm like I got like 60 years, mm. you know, like it's a long time to do stuff. Totally. By so, the way, hot take. I think Gary Vee's a Christian. I just Oh, do. really? Oh, yeah, I do. I've been, I've thought that before. My brother-in-law thinks that yeah. too. Yeah. Like I, uh, I've gotten a little bit better just with my own tongue and not swearing and that kind of stuff. But I've always succumbed to the idea of use the language of the people you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, some might disagree with that um but uh you know not everybody can hang in the circles that i that i hang in Mm -hmm. that i can walk into a locker room with at university of hawaii we had you know sometimes five or six nations represented on the same football team Mm -hmm. um from the rich to the rich to the hood of compton Mm -hmm. in in la um you need to be able to carry yourself and speak in a way that demands respect mm-hmm. um, and so I could be as loving as possible but the way that I choose to speak um, would be comfortable for guys like that mm-hmm. so you pull a you know another Christian out of another environment they're probably not going to do well in there mm-hmm. so I look at a guy like Gary Vee and I look at the fruit of how encouraging he is and the amount of love and life that he's able to pour into people of our generation that desperately need someone like that to tell us, hey, it's okay, well, there's a long life. Like, don't get bogged down in this rat race of pressure and needing to do things a certain way. Like, it's all good. Just mm-hmm. keep getting your hands dirty, be curious, and give it time. I've always just in my own heart, like, this dude, there's something else going on here. Well, he also always talks about empathy and love. And he's like, you guys totally. have empathy, empathy, love, 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 empathy, add value. And I'm like, I, everything you're saying is biblical. I know. I'm like, totally. You know. Yeah. There might be one-off things. It's like a rough around the edges Christian or something. Yeah. 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 I have a listen to him, so. Yeah. Okay. And all the memes. Yeah. <laughs> I love when the TikTokers start, like, talking like him. Oh, yeah, their totally. Point. They're like... Oh, you guys don't understand, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I have watched the garage sales. <laughs> yeah, <correct>. <laughs> <laughs> I do it because I love it. <laughs> yeah. Some things he says though, where I'm like, yeah, like rough around the edges, Christian, because he'll yeah. be like, he said one time, he's like, man, he's like, if I had to start over and I was poor, I was homeless. He's like, I would genuinely steal flowers from people's gardens and sell them on the other block. Yeah, I know. It was like, well, yeah, can't do that one. Exactly, <laughs> can't do that one. Totally. 
Wow. <laughs> and then you throw in culture stuff, you know, he he's from New Jersey. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a tough kid from New Jersey. That's mm-hmm. that's what made him him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. It seems like in in hindsight, kind of wrapping up, that first we start off if someone's trying to gain community, build community, we gotta start off in that secret place with the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And from that place, we gotta take Gary Bead's advice and just get a shotgun and just kinda shoot your shot in a lot of different places. You, know, you yeah. try what you can try and you, you go for it as much as you can and you try to be intentional, but it's gonna take perseverance and it's gonna take patience along with like being in that secret place with the Lord to find out what he's trying to do in that season. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like we just talked about, it could take a time of character refinement where the Lord wants to teach you something by yourself and it's gonna take you a year, two years to find that yeah. community and yeah. even see those people be created around you. Um, but the Lord's always doing some in the midst of all that and in the process. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you are like listening and you're like, oh, I don't know if like, I can't find a community, it's really hard. You might be the one that God wants to use to build a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, and not many people, good leaders are the people who don't want to be leaders, you know. So if you're like, I don't want to be the one who gathers and hangs out and organizes and leads. Well, maybe you're supposed to, you know, maybe you have like one-off friends in different areas and you say, hey, I want to have a, I don't know, hangout. We can all go bowling or movies or play video games or have a barbecue or something like that. Gather all the people and just see what happens. I tried this one time and I gathered my friends and they didn't like each other. And I was like, like a 13 and I was like, I'm never having these guys hang out again. <laughs> we, they, we hung out once when we were like 14. And the next time they, they hung out all together was at my wedding. Oh, cool. <laughs> they were like, but they were like, they liked each other then. Yeah, they like each other, but it's hilarious because they'll both talk to me and be like, remember that one time at your house that we all hung out and it was just like really weird? And I, was, <laughs> I was like, you know, he told me that like last month. And they're like, yeah. really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. but, you know, take your shot. Gather people and, and see what can happen. That's yeah. right. It, it doesn't need to be big. I I think they're, that, that's another big lesson that I've learned through my, my 20s and now into my 30s is re-evaluating that word of significance. Hmm. I think, you know, I come from mega church land where if you don't have hundreds of people in your youth group, like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. Like, get a life. But what, like, is the Lord calling you to do? Like, I'm sure he's really excited about whatever win you have going on in your life or the losses, mm-hmm. however big or small. Yeah. Um, the, there needs to be a, I'll, I'll share this story real quick while we're on the topic of significance. Um, there was a super small uh, miniature golf place in upper Wisconsin we would go to every summer um, in Door County, Wisconsin. And um, this miniature golf place was called the Red Putter. And we mm-hmm. loved going there. Rinky dink, like the, um, the turf on the, the ground was all moldy and like just, it looked like a trailer park. But to us, it was heaven. And we went there every single year from the time I was like six or seven all the way until I graduated high school. It was like oh, a tradition. Wow. And the same guy worked behind the counter. His name was Bob and he wore this top hat. And he was, he was the owner. Um, about the time I was out here doing YWAM, I saw a Facebook post that Bob had passed away. Hmm. And on like the, the comments were thousands of stories wow. just like mine of how much they loved the Red Putter. It was a foundation of their childhood. Wow. And if you looked at that guy's life from a one-day perspective... It probably doesn't look all that significant. He starts his car in Upper Wisconsin, goes to a miniature golf place, and sits there for eight hours a day, checking kids in to play mini golf. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the impact that he can have in that one little thing over the the scope of a life given to something, mm-hmm. totally reevaluated my idea of significance at mm-hmm. that time. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a, a great place to then kind of wrap up and ask yeah. one more question. We like to, um, yeah, great story. By the way, that's they're really inspiring. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to dismiss that. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, but we always like to ask the people who come on our show because we created the show to answer hard questions of mm. the Christian faith, talk about mm. the gray areas of the Christian faith. 
we would go evangelize and share the gospel with people. Would be like right down at the university or different places. And so many people left Christianity because of similar reasons. Like they had hard questions that weren't answered. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we exist. And so we want we always like to ask our guests, what has been the hardest question you faced in your Christian walk? And what was the answer you found that helped you continue to be a Christian? Question or situation, even. Yeah. That made you situation. doubt your faith or struggle with your faith. Something like that. Or was there one? Yeah. Hmm. Take time to think about it too. It's yeah, a, it's a crazy one. It's a deep question. It's a big. We should probably prepare our our guest for it. We just gotta <laughs> ask at the end. Yeah, that's okay. for me like one of the biggest questions is like does he really care Hmm. (laughs) like really like put all the Christian bullshit on the side sorry (laughs) but truly Hmm. like does he really care about my life if you if you're a Christian long enough you can do the right things you can say the right things you can Hmm formulate your life to get in the flow mm. where God's favor is going to follow you or how we deem it God's favor mm. you know I, I'm i in a season right now where I'm just starting to realize he, he cares mm. um, things that are so near and dear to my heart um just starting to see like the the sun creep over the horizon with his faithfulness with it Mm. um and i've waited and been patient and trusted um really these last three years i got to a place of truthfully wondering do you really care Mm. um so i don't quite have the ending answer to that just yet but uh Mm -hmm. i think it's got to be one of the big questions for a lot of people is yeah. does he actually care mm-hmm. yeah because there's only so many Christianese stupid bible you know answers answers that you yeah. can give to that because there's yeah. there's so much depth and hurt and yeah. pain in a question like that yeah um, that uh you know, and you guys were talking about going down and sharing the gospel in a place like University of Hawaii. I don't know if we as Christians are meant to give one word or quick answers to something like that. Right. Stuff, answers to questions like that can only be answered in life lived with people. Yeah. Um, rubbing elbows with people, letting them know that you're going to be there for them, being Jesus in that friendship. Um, and... Uh, it's, it's bigger than just having the right answers. It's living a life and being like living like a person mm-hmm. for them, um, mm-hmm. which is who we're called to be anyway. Mm. Um, that would be my long-winded answer for that. Mm. That's awesome. That's good though. Yeah. yeah. Even for the individual, it takes a lot of faith to sit in that place and not be too uncomfortable to just call it quits. Or leave it. You know what I mean? That's a totally. that's a hard place to be in. That's an uncomfortable place to be in. To have that kind of an existential question because it affects a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to sit in that place and and be able to know like like God, do you care? And be there for an extended amount of time until you see His faithfulness again. Until you see like like you said like that the sunrise come up, or until you're on the mountaintop again. Like it can take a long time. Totally. It can take a lot of perseverance. But it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. I'm yeah. still kind of in process. Yeah. Um, I'm in a like rubber meets the road season of my life of mm-hmm. I've read all these things. I think I have faith for them. Mm-hmm. Are you going to come through? Yeah. Like, I'm at that point. Um, and so... That's great. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the transparency and honesty. Guaranteed. And yeah, like... Uh, when it comes to stuff like that, it's like, you, like you said, it's it's life to live with people that try to answer that. And really, I think it's just like, 
living and existing and just you you, you can't there's no quick answer oh. not, you can't figure this it's not like a math problem you can just like deal with until you solve it and finally put it away it's like this is something that just happens over the course of a long time totally and there's not the answer might not be revealed for years and years and then you look back and like, oh yeah that's because we, we and we had some people on our guests who talked about the same similar things of like um they had hard seasons in their christian walk yeah. and they didn't know what was happening they asked god these things and finally they, re- they realized like oh yeah i saw god's love in the way i was seeking it in friendships i found at the churches i started going to that's right and how god uses his body to minister to each exactly. other and it's I think sometimes in at least the charismatic situation, we can have too, I don't want to say too high, maybe, but too high of an expectation on the personal, I don't want to be blasphemous, so I'm trying to be careful, okay. but we put all this like emphasis on like, oh, you and God alone, that's what's going to help you, like, oh, you're struggling sure. with faith, like, yeah. you and God, you God will figure it out to you, you will, and it's like, but we, 2,000 years of church history is always linked elbows and leaned on community totally. and had each other and like people like look towards their Christian community mm-hmm. to find God. Totally, yeah. And, and God has spoken through the individual in the community. Yeah. yeah. And at least in my experience where it's a lot of emphasis on the individual and their walk with God. Totally. And it's not like... That, that, that's an American Western way right. of thinking of it's, it's my thing. We're mm-hmm. individualistic. I'm going to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. You look at, I'm thinking of the story of Joseph, how many characters were involved in that story, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, his brothers throwing him in the, the pit and then right. sending him off into slavery, him being promoted in Egypt with, with, with Potiphar, Potiphar's wife in prison, the two people in prison. How many people were involved in that story? It's not just him and God, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the same thing in our lives. So yeah. many people mold and shape us into who we are um i feel something on my heart though if i had like one thing to encourage like believers out there it would be this like it's okay if you don't know Mm. it's okay if you don't know things i think the mistake in modern christianity is thinking that we have to have the answers or that we have to give people the answers it's okay if you don't know sometimes the best answer for people is bro i don't know I'm figuring it out though. Mm. Yeah. And just sitting there in that place, like we don't need to have an absolute answer if we're working it out on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, with like friends that are non-believers, I'm more focused on being their friend mm-hmm. than having you know an answer that's going to shift their life or something like that, and mm-hmm. then allow the gospel to work its way through our friendship together. Mm. Yeah, and that's. Like the when your friendship with people who aren't Christians, you, you should not look at every time you hang out. Though, like I'm gonna preach a gospel this time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like gotta get in one time every hangout. Yeah, you're not gonna be hanging out with them. No, before. you're not. Right? <laughs> They're not gonna hit you up anymore. They want friends. That's you right. Know? And, and I've had friends. Be a good and, hang, man. Right. Yeah. Be funny. I've had people that like I hung out with, and we were coworkers, and he was one. He was like, you know, you were like your work best friend. He was my work totally best friend. Was work like, bestie. Yeah, he's my work bestie. And he was, he's atheist. And, but we um, were like, we worked on the same welding booth. We worked, I would do like one half of the project. He would do the other so we could do like double every day. Mm. How they set us up. But we hung out all the time and we would like go to the bar together and then we would talk and I would be like all, I'm like probably every once in a while, like he'd ask me a question about my faith and we would talk and he's right. like, you know, he's like, I don't agree with anything you say, but I like you a lot. Dude, and, that you know, right there is a humongous win that I think Christianity needs to shift their focus to. If we can get non-believers looking at us as, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know what it is about that guy, but he listens to me. He doesn't judge me. He sits with me through my stuff. We have great conversations. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's more like him and maybe, just maybe, that Jesus resembles something in him. Mm-hmm. Like that literally is the true power of our gospel. Yeah. Of what we of what we live and try to believe in. Um, that, that that's exactly it. That's I, I've had that same conversation and had people say that exact same thing to me, um, mul- multiple times. And that that is so much more of a win in my book than getting someone to say the simple gospel. 
mm-hmm. or uh, um, pray the prayer, okay. you know, right. um, that, that is evident to me of a curious heart mm-hmm. and, and one that is wanting more. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. And like we would hang out and even when I go back home sometimes, or it's been a couple of years because I've moved here, but I would go back home after not seeing him for a while and we'd, go, we'd hang out like me, him, another one of our coworkers, and, and it was it was a great time. We would always goof off together, and then he told me he was quitting, and I was like, "What the heck, dude? What's your problem?" But <laughs> and then you went to Wyoming. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, it worked he, out. He was gonna help me get a job where he was at his new place. He's like, he's like, yeah, I've been working there for a bit. They really like me. I told them about you, and I told them you're like a pretty good worker and pretty sharp, and you'd be easy to train. So. They're ready to interview you when you get back from your religious studies. <laughs> and I never came back from my religious studies. <laughs> but it sounds like cool work. He works. He, he builds basically eyes for robots. Whoa. And so he travels the world installing these eyes on these robots. To oh boy, yeah, it sounds so cool. I was like, my God's like, go into full time ministry. I was like, oh, like but robots, sure, God. robots, community everywhere, bro. right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, no. Um, obviously, surrounding to the Lord has been way fruitful. We have this podcast. We have yeah. friends. We know, like you and I are friends, and, mm-hmm. and just the expanse that God has given when you just surrender—it's amazing. Mm, come on, dude. Mm. But yeah, well, thank you so much for coming up on the podcast. Do you want to plug anything? I know that you're working with ESPN Honolulu. You guys have a podcast. You're going to be a, a host of the afternoon show soon. Mm. So is there, and you have a couple other like side hustles you do as well is there anything you want to plug oh man I have too many side hustles I, if anything I just plug this podcast which is the <laughs> only thing that Amen. you guys see like check these guys out man they've got great hearts um, going about it the right way and uh, yeah that's it's powerful to help people find community man it really is mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's extremely needed right now so yeah. yeah you guys keep doing your thing man it's awesome thanks appreciate it man mm-hmm. yeah alright Well, guys, thanks for watching. Come back next week, every Wednesday. See ya. Adios.